0: This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tien, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
1: Well, good Monday afternoon to you. Glad to have you with us and hope you'll join us here on our Open Lines, Open Ideas program. Whatever your opinion is on whatever topic you want to discuss, we'll listen to you here. 360-676-5464 3606765464 is our phone number as always and much fun made her ad with the balloon over the weekend shot down by a missile Still seems really odd and then there was one flying over South America too I guess but this is a surveillance technique here in this day and age these this balloon that's easily detected and kind of slowly floats over the target maybe that's the idea just to be you know hiding in plain sight but what could they what kind of knowledge could they gain from a balloon that that's, that's that high up that they couldn't get from a satellite or other kinds of uh, other or other means of observation anyway we want to hear from you here on this Monday, three six zero six seven six five four six four. And uh, Rich in Ferndale gets us rolling today. Hi, Rich.
2: How's it going, Joe?
1: I'm doing well. How about you?
2: Not bad. It's a couple extra minutes. There was no top-of-the-hour news this time.
1: Oh, we're still having trouble with our CBS. Um, that Well, CBS is having trouble with the company that uh, distributes its audio programming, and it's uh, been a problem now for a little over a week. That company was... Uh, Hacked apparently had a oh, uh, a cyber a, a cyber attack and it shut it down and it's not CBS it's a company that that they used that uh, that uh, you know sends their their uh, audio all over uh, via satellite and whatnot so uh, we've still had some some glitches we we got it back well I'll I'll just say fifty percent or so but yeah we all of a sudden at four o'clock we didn't have their top of the hour newscast.
2: That's okay. Local news is better anyway. Well, that's nice the to national, <laughs> they have the lo- national news is just, it's scary, the stuff that goes on. You hear about the balloon and you wonder what they're up to. And it's a test of some sort. I don't know if they can see anything they didn't already know, but I think it was just to test our reaction. Like, what would America do if we had this strange balloon going over? Like a test yeah, of
3: yeah. Uh,
2: just what our will is, what the news will say. I bet you they're more curious about what was said on the news than... What that balloon might have not even had anything. I mean, I don't know. It could have just been a dummy balloon, for all we know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could have been. I. It, but that. What do they say? It's the size it was size of three the school three buses school or something. Buses, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: pretty oh. good size. So I happened to listen to Dennis Prager. Prager, I don't can't remember how you say it, but I don't listen to him very often. And he played a couple clips of a Disney show where these these young kid sounding voices. Sometimes it's adults that sound like kids uh-huh. we're talking about how slaves built this country with their drawl and their accent and all this and uh, you, you know we've asked before what are examples of uh, brainwashing children with wokeism you know like in schools Well, disney is doing it when you have little kids in a fun cartoon movie and you put stuff in there that spreads hate and uh discord and division that that is very bad we don't need to do that to kids slavery did happen but now it is over but the little jingle that he played of this disney thing makes it sound like it goes on today and the emancipation is not freedom and all these catchy lines <laughs> and it's like and uh, the bill is due and they want money and i guess the rabbit hole we'd go down into if the next generation you know really believed in reparations and we actually started Moving money around by race—that would be so devastating to civilization. That would be, that would create a war, no. a physical war. You can't do that in a civilized world. We've done you, that.
1: I mean, we've no, done Joe, that.
2: Yeah, no,
4: we have. No, we've no, we've no, paid
1: reparations no. to Japanese Americans who were interned during the Correct, Second World War. Correct, Joe.
2: But that's, in, that's in their we've, lifetime.
1: We've okay, seen. Gotta, we've seen. We've seen native lands return to. Uh, to people, we've seen we've seen the property of of Black Americans that was confiscated at one time. I mean, generations ago, returned to families, and so I mean, it's happened. It's not unprecedented.
2: Well, it's very divisive. In civilized society, you treat crimes and you punish crime based on those who actually did it. You do not go to. Generations later, and they may not even be related, if you're going to be fair about it, you'd have to make sure that the person they're going to take the money from actually had ancestors that were slave owners, and then you'd have to actually make sure that the black people who get the money are actually ancestors of, you know, enslaved people, which would be so expensive and so crazy— you know that sure, we are but, but doing could, everything with division, it, Joe. It would be, but reparations
1: could negative. be made in a different way, and I'm just throwing this out there. I'm because uh, it it is it would be a very complicated process and and a very uh, uh, fraught process certainly. But uh, reparations could be made in other ways and investing and in communities and, and,
2: and these types of yes. things. You know, that's um, called unfair, unequal treatment under the law. That's well, called,
1: well that, but that's we're talking about uh, segments of our population that have been treated unfairly under the law for, true, for generations not i mean they you, were. Can only,
2: you cannot I mean, go past one's lifetime for things like that that is unfair well you then you're assuming the that all about
1: fair. you're assuming that there there is no racism any longer it's over it's must, done joe,
2: joe it's way less than it ever has been in the last 10 years well, it's gone up due to media bs but overall it's way less
1: Look at affirmative action. No, I mean, weren't you, know, you shocked to see people marching and you know, with uh, with torches and saying Jews won't replace us? Weren't you shocked to see that just a few short years ago? And Where I mean, was these that? things down in in uh, Virginia when we saw well, that
2: anti-Semitism the, is a well, big thing uh, it has been the, there for millennia. It's sure, very bad.
1: yeah, it it does. I mean, it it does exist, and you can't but say with the that, freedom
2: of speech. You do have the right to be a butthead. Unfortunately, that's sure, you know,
1: but that's not but,
2: good. But that's how it is. Okay. Just like you have the right to play video games that are violent and all these other things. But we can't punish someone that for something they did not actually do themselves. That's anti-civilized.
1: But that you're not being punished. You're not being punished. I mean, oh yeah, if, we if, will be
2: taxed or some or disadvantaged. We're disadvantaged. Uh, just look at the hiring process with the government oh. under affirmative action. That is unfair. And it has been struck down in this state. You cannot hire know, someone Ridge. based I, on race. I,
1: I, I, you know, and I'm I'm a white guy, and I'd be embarrassed to say that I'm disadvantaged in this society. I, 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 I just but think not that... It's not
2: about that, Joe. It's about being treated differently ridiculous. by the law. In the law, we must have fair and equal treatment under the law. We do not have that anymore. We treat different people differently based on their skin color. That is racist.
1: well, we had, is well wrong but the, for
2: the government to do.
1: But we historically have done that. And now to try to make... Make amends make, for that. And to, you to, can't, Joe. Okay, you well, can't
2: fix the past. Fixing the past. You can't bring dead people but, back either. But you have to go forward today.
1: Okay, but we're not just talking about the past. I think we have to remember we're talking about the present too. But
2: oh, see, there you go. That slavery's not over, then, is it?
1: I'm not saying slavery. Well, there are there are instances of slavery, but as yes, far but as a, a, a race America being right by you know just being uh, enslaved. By law, or you know, under under the law, that no, that doesn't happen. But it's an il- it's something that's illegal now. But I'm talking about racism and how people are treated based on who they are, and uh, that it doesn't. It, I don't think you can say that it doesn't exist to, in this day but it's and age.
2: way less. The racism that they but talk it, about, they're only talking about one.
1: Sure, it, it might it's be way less. People. That's sure. the only one they
2: talk about. But. I there's mean all around the world it's bad. Slavery does exist. Sure. Not in America, in other countries there's always an underclass people, especially in second and third world countries that are treated poorly. Of course we can't do anything about other countries. We can well, we well, think we all can. All we can do
1: is take care of our own our own situation. Yeah, take take you know, up our own <laughs> nest. All right, Rich. Thanks <laughs> for your call. Day, you too. Let's go to Majid in Bellingham. Hi Majid.
3: Yes, hi, how are you?
1: Very good, very good. You want to talk about the balloon?
3: Yes, I want to talk about the balloon and I'll I'll tell you about the racism a little bit too. Okay. The difference between the satellite and the balloon was the satellite has no cameras. They only uh, transmit um, information for internet. But the balloon has or they can put Cameras in there to take pictures. As uh, we know, that's what they did. They took pictures of all states, especially in Montana, which we have our military, not the military base, but we have uh, uh, nuclear, and even Washington State has. So, and they shut it down late, too late. And uh, Democrats. They try to blame even Donald Trump during Donald Trump's time. Uh, we never had balloons uh, flying around.
1: Well, that's not true, according to news reports. So we've seen news reports now that balloons were detected during the Trump administration. I'll have to go back no, and see. No,
3: nobody talked about it. We I, never had I, any information on that. Well, if they, why didn't if they? they? I mean, him. was
1: was there a, was there a conspiracy underway? I'm I'm just throwing that out.
3: There. I'm not. Yes, I'm not sure about that, but the thing is, uh, they try to uh, blame Donald Trump too. But right away, uh, Republicans acted on that, and they uh, they proved that it was lie.
1: What? The, and what? Now, what, what's that Pro- Prove What the, was it?
3: Uh, it was lie about the balloons. Uh, the During Donald Trump's uh, time, there was no balloon uh, flying around from China. Otherwise, they would have said. Well, no,
1: Bloomberg News. Now, I'm just reading this here. This is from oh, uh, Forbes. Um, Bloomberg News just published a new article citing numerous unnamed officials who served under President Trump, acknowledging that Chinese spy balloons were indeed spotted during his tenure near Texas, Florida, Hawaii, and the territory of Guam. Hmm. Oh,
5: oh balloons well, I, are, I, I never— I
1: I'm just, just don't—yeah. I mean—
3: Yes, I, I didn't hear that.
1: Okay, okay. but go ahead. Yes.
3: And as far as, uh, let me say something about racism. Okay. Uh, racism exists in, in the United States. I myself was a uh, victim of racism. I'm white, and I'm from the Middle East. And when I worked for a government agency, I had uh, racism. I had employees treating me as, uh, some of them called me Osama bin Laden. Some of them called me Roshdi, Salman Roshdi. And some call me the local terrorist, mm-hmm. <laughs> as a joke. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was very uh, unethical. Right. And it does exist. It's not just third world country. They may have them. I live in UAE, and uh, we, they have African-American there. They have Egyptians there who are even—they uh, look just like African-American here. And I didn't see anything, any racism there. And nobody— uh, nobody uh, attacked a person with uh, of color, hmm. and I just wanted to say, even even in Iran, uh, we do have African Americans. Uh, I mean, we do have Africans coming to Iran for work, for uh-huh. jobs, and we never had problems like that. Really, at least nineteen sixties. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It may be now. I'm not sure, but because I'm not there anymore. Yeah. But I mean... uh, yes. It's it interesting take, uh,
1: that that the the people there you know that you know more, uh, native iranians didn't feel the
3: uh, you they know never did. yeah huh they never did even when i was going to school i was a kid you know when i came to the united states my father was a doctor and uh he brought us all here to united states in 19 he came here in 1940s himself with my mom and uh, established himself in Santa Monica, and uh, I i was the last one living mm-hmm. in 1970, unfortunately, during the Revolution. I had to run away, and and then I went back, I made a mistake to go back. I got detained there, as I told you on Friday. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh.
3: But thank God, when I came back, I kissed the ground here in the United States. But the thing is, it does exist in the United States okay. very well so. Yeah. But I haven't seen it in the Middle East. You know, yeah, like right. Rich was saying, uh, they're all over third world country. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen it. I even worked with people, with Filipinos there, with uh, Egyptians, with Afghani, with Pakistani people. Nobody even tried to call them names or uh, they were never victim of racism there, right. in my opinion. I didn't see it. Interesting so, perspective. That's my answer.
1: Thanks, Bushi. Yes, very,
3: very respectful. They are yeah. very respectful. Right. They are more so than United States. Unfortunately, United States is going, is getting out of line sometimes. The people here, I'm saying, mm-hmm. not the country. Okay. The country is the greatest country, and I love it with passion.
1: All right. Well, thanks a lot, Bushi. So, that was my that's my opinion. Nice to hear from you. Yeah. And and uh and just to uh, just to clarify a little bit more on the the story I was quoting uh, during Majid's call about the balloons, uh, let's see, uh, there was a difference, a key difference in uh, balloons that were spotted during the Trump administ- uh, administration. Rather, were much smaller. Uh, they were um, well, officials weren't quite sure, quite sure what to make of them, calling them unidentified aerial phenomena. Um, so. Um, but they were thought to have uh, been launched to uh, surveil uh, Guam, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, where, you know, big um, naval base there. But uh, let's see, real quick before we take a break, Robert in Bellingham joins us. Hi, Robert. Oh, there you're not on the air. Go ahead. Robert. I got the
6: thinking yeah, that um, the... That uh, privilege is sometimes. Uh, I'm not a fan of reparations, but sometimes uh, there are people who inherit a lot of money. And sometimes, you know, like like people might be more apt to be homeowners in the 50s when there were the laws like that. And now, you know, when people inherit property from parents, say they buy a house, so they could, they're more able to buy in, but they could. Uh, pass rule, increase the inheritance taxes, and and try and even the playing field that way, I guess. But the main thing I was going to call about was uh, the um, ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and that's why I like investing in a better society. Uh, Things like bike paths, improve health, and then you pay less for medical care, usually. And another thing is, you know, if you provide uh, access to health care, like for low-income people and so forth, it's better than have to go to the uh, emergency room for, for their health care. Mm. And another instance of that is, um, like, there's people that have a lot of anger, which I don't agree with. And the anger says defund the police. Now, I don't agree with that being critical of the police in that way in most areas, even though, you know, there's some areas where there may be problems, but usually the police have a hard job. But again, I can see understanding that police is kind of like the emergency room. If you don't take care of things like affordable housing and mental health and other things that have to do with a healthy, better society, you end up having to pay on the back end more because the police are kind of like the last resort when things go wrong. Mm -hmm. So that's a more expensive service. than. So that's why I think
1: social services. Okay. I think kind you're, a, you're kind of breaking up, society. Robert, but I, I think we get oh. – yeah, I think we get the, the gist of what you're saying, I, and I would agree. I think social services um, – uh, I mean, even if we're talking about um, early childhood education and um, getting kids off on the right foot, um, I, I think that's a worthwhile investment because you're investing in them as – not just as children, but as adults and uh, productive um, citizens once they – get older. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We got uh, John, we got Jim, and we'll hear from you as well. 360-676-5464. Back in two
2: minutes here on KGMI Connects. I'm a homeowner. I have systems in my house that I want taken care of. How would I want to be treated? I would want predictable, yearly, strict maintenance. I'd want to know exactly what goes on with my systems. And I'd want to know that if something goes wrong, somebody has my back. That's all I care about. The map is the solution to that. The map is a complete synopsis of your system. We also have priority service for our customers. Every time that we go out there, you're gonna get a detailed report emailed to you, emailed to us, it's stored in a database, and we can know and predict what needs to happen with your system on a year-to-year basis. We can avoid major breakdowns. That's the point, that's the purpose.
6: When everything is stacking up against you, the map, or Mars Advantage plan, is filled with solutions. Nobody knows when they're going to lose heat, but everyone needs help when it happens. You can count on Mars heating and air conditioning. We'll be there for you.
7: Men over 45. Do you have a frequent urgent need to urinate or a weak flow? Do you suffer from an enlarged prostate or BPH? Want to learn about alternatives to BPH medication and major surgery? How? The Eurolift System. The Urolift System is an in-office, minimally invasive procedure. It reopens the channel with no cutting and provides rapid symptom relief with no new sustained erectile or ejaculatory dysfunction as shown in a clinical study. Call Bellingham Urology Group about the UroLift system today at 360-714-3400. Most common side effects are temporary and can include discomfort when urinating, urgency, inability to control the urge, pelvic pain, and some blood in the urine. Rare side effects, including bleeding and infection, may lead to a serious outcome and may require intervention. For more information, call Bellingham Urology Group, located in Bellingham, or their new office in Mount Vernon at 360-714-3400 and online at bellinghamurologygroup.com
0: we're taking your calls live on kgmi connects 360-676-5464 that we are and we want to hear from you and uh, let's go to john and custer hi john
8: hey joe hey uh, I-, I wanted to comment on your opening remarks about uh you know the uh potential seriousness of the balloon flight okay so One of the the things that a balloon can do that a a Chinese satellite can't do um, is potentially use what they call ground-penetrating radar. Um, I was a government employee for, well, about 33 years, retired under the Obama administration, and uh, I have to believe that the things that were possible then have only been uh, improved. So you used to have to make fairly low-level flights to have a radar that penetrates the ground and you can kind of get an idea of what's underneath. Um, There's no reason to doubt that, you know, if you're thinking along the terms of, uh, you know, espionage, that uh, if the technology's improved, the best way to do that is is through a a balloon. Um, the, The other thing that you can do with that balloon as opposed to a satellite that, you know, these things have been, these satellites have been in orbit for a long time. But a balloon gives you much, much closer, uh, they call it photogrammetry, Um, the ability to take pictures and calculate rather than a satellite might get you within feet of a target. Um, A balloon could get you within inches. Hmm. So, Uh you know, I, I I don't think we'll ever know what, Equipment was on that satellite, you know, just based on the way it was destroyed. But, uh, yeah, you know, if you're looking looking at, you know, now
1: could the the ground uh, penetrating radar, could that function that high up? Because it wasn't, it It was like 60,000 feet or something. Oh, yeah, yeah,
8: it it was, um, 60,000 feet, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's not in orbit, so it's not a satellite. Mm -hmm. But, uh, like I said, we had that ability, uh, you know, when I was working to do it by a, a fairly high overflight of a plane. Uh huh. Um, you know, if the Chinese have improved on that technology, there's no reason to believe that, you know, that that isn't a possibility. And like I said, we'll, I, I don't think we'll know what the true nature of this balloon was, um, you know, by recovering, you know, whatever pieces are left. But uh,
1: I'll probably be able to get a pretty good idea. But I guess the point you're making is, is it, is, well taken, because I mean, if if they were doing something like that, and uh, a balloon is going to be, you know, less of a threat than a than a a flight, than a than a a manned flight or a uh, or even a drone for that matter, to try and fly over something, you float a balloon over. You could like the Chinese were saying, oh, it's just a weather balloon, blew off course. That's nothing, and a little easier to poo-poo and. And maybe that uh the uh, the the nation that's offended not take it quite as seriously
8: yeah and uh you know um i I'm no expert in the subject, but you know weather weather balloons are, from that from my knowledge are generally not um you know you're not able to guide them they pretty much go well, a weather balloon you know at least uh in years past went straight up, took some measurements, and then came straight down um and that's not to say that uh, again, you know, technology moves on, so mm-hmm. um right. but I I think the thing to remember here is I mean in the world of of espionage, I mean we spy on our, our friends. <laughs> you know,
1: yeah, we, exactly.
8: But uh anybody who re, who thinks that China's not an aggressor nation really hasn't been paying attention to what they've been doing, you know, for the last twenty, thirty years. Um I'll just remind you in the audience that uh, when I was in, uh, there was a uh, hacking attack that was directly attributed to China. And uh, Obama actually put some type of sanction. I don't think it was very much. But uh, China, on two occasions, stole sensitive information. Um, first one was uh, federal employees that worked in, that had Blue Cross, and they stole all the medical information. And then they got in, and this is unbelievable. They got into the files that every contractor or military person or federal employee um, who has a security clearance, and that could be anything from classified, which is very low level, all the way to the top. Uh, you know, there's a, levels above top secret. And they stole that information. So you can imagine if you're an enemy nation knowing, okay. This person has a child with a medical, per, you know, problem. Uh, Let's see if we can uh, offer him some money. Or this person uh, right. has, you know, contacts in a foreign country. Let's put the squeeze on, you know, their relatives and, you know.
1: Right, right.
8: In, okay. in China. So, I mean, we're, we're not dealing with a nation that, uh, you know, has good intentions towards us.
1: All right, John. Well, I appreciate it. appreciate your uh, perspective, too. It's interesting. Uh, we'll take a, uh Well, no, before we take a break, we got uh, Jim. Uh, Jim in Seattle has been hanging on. Hi, Jim, what's on your mind today?
9: Oh, well, uh, yeah, I think it was the last Thursday. I heard people uh, calling me a communist. I just thought I'd respond in kind. Crazy
1: commie, um, I think, was. No, I'm kidding.
9: <laughs> yeah, commies. But it it goes to this Michael Freddy stuff that I've been paying attention to that, uh, if you're a centrist, you're, you're deemed as, you know, somehow sensible, you know, like, you know, the extremes are really bad because they're way out there and they do terrible things. But here's Michael he's saying, I'll just do a short one. He says, yet in truth, it does not follow that those who occupy the extremes of a linear model, a placement made in accordance with beliefs about changing the established or social order, must perforce be extremist in the pejorative sense. Those of us designated as extreme leftists actually want moderate and rather moderate and civil things. A clean environment, a a fair tax structure, use of social production for social needs, expansion of public sector production, and so forth. And He also goes on to finish saying that nor does it follow that those who occupy the center of any political spectrum are thereby incapable of the kind of brutal, repressive, destructive, intransigent –
1: I appreciate it, and I know you're a fan of Michael Parenti, but I'd want to hear what you have to say about this stuff. You could tell us, hey, go read Michael Parenti on. on you know, yeah, well, this it's in Dirty I, Truth. I, I, but yeah, he, rather than to read. He's getting at
9: you know the yeah. the centrist that we had in office in the '60s just about made a, a horror, made a mess out of the Indochina. There's, uh, he even said on one of his YouTube's you can look at on the on the internet that you don't even want to see one of the. Babies or youngsters that were born over in Vietnam. It was so frightful the way the birth defects fit in with all the Agent Orange and all that. And he says that is done by the rightists or the centrists, with plenty of help from rightists. So uh, that's just just me saying that. You know yeah. that I okay. I would sometimes call myself a, a left wing extremist, but like a, like he's saying, we want moderate civil things. We're not. You know, left has been de- degraded. If you listen to Dennis Prager often enough, you will he just hates left-wingers. And I pointed out before, where does the eight-hour day come from? Where did uh, OSHA come from? Where did all the good, Social Security, all that stuff that benefits the majority of the middle, the average guy, not just the wealthy. And so uh, he, he's trying to build himself up. as oh, All I've tried to do my whole life is to do good for people. And the people that do the most good are, in my opinion, generally leftists. Not all okay. of them aren't. Uh, there are good right-wingers, I'm sure, and left and centrists But uh, I think the left project is equality, and the right's project is getting rich, by, uh-huh. by and large, allowing people to be filthy, stinking rich at the expense of everyone and, and the environment, which uh-huh. we must protect.
1: So, all right. Okay,
9: I'll Jim. I'll try not to read so much, Joe, but uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I get inspired by this, and he says it better than I can, but uh, ah, you're I thank fine. thank you for letting think, me on.
1: Yeah, you bet. You bet. No, yeah, I think you can express yourself well without having to read them, but uh, all right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Bob is on the line. We'll hear from Bob in just a moment, and hopefully from you, 360-676-5464.
0: neater House of Luxury is Whatcom County's newest luxury jewelry store. It's Bellingham's hidden gem with an amazing selection of precious metals like gold and silver American Eagles, 100-ounce silver bars, and a vast selection of platinum bars and coins. You'll be dazzled at their extensive collection of jewelry and Rolex watches, plus GIA-certified and lab-grown diamonds, and now carrying Gucci and Louis Vuitton bags. The experienced and knowledgeable staff are ready to serve your every need. It's the crown jewel in a long career of luxury from John Nieder himself.
4: Hi, I'm John Nieder. I've been buying and selling precious metals for nearly 30 years. If you're interested in expanding your private investment, I'm available to advise you with your purchase.
0: You'll be amazed at our selection. Nieder House of Luxury, fine jewelry for all. Professionals are ready to assist you at 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, beside Lombardi's back patio, or shop online at niederhouseofluxury.com. Nieder House
10: of Luxury, follow the bright light. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com.
4: Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, senior agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future
0: we're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464.
1: Interesting takes on the balloon today, and Bob and Custer has some thoughts. Hi, Bob.
11: Hey, Joe. Yeah. Can you hear me?
1: I can. I got you on the air. Go ahead.
11: All right, great. Okay, well, um, I just like to throw out a what-if scenario.
1: Okay.
11: And uh, I always do those. Uh, when it comes to these kinds of things. And uh, the thing that's been on my mind lately is, what if that balloon was loaded with COVID and it was shot out of the sky all over Montana or Idaho? You know, that's, you know, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a real thing. It could have been you know that's a what if yeah and uh so i applaud joe biden for taking it down in the ocean so that hopefully all that stuff dissipated if that was you know it sounds like conspiracy theory yeah i i get that but well, how do you know how do you know it wasn't
1: well, and that and that's a good point, I think, and that's what uh, apparently the Pentagon was, uh, or other experts were advising the president because he said he wanted to shoot it down in the middle of last week when it was first found, and they said no, we shouldn't shoot it down over populated areas because we don't know what kind of they effect it. That...
11: They were thinking the same thing. I was. Well,
1: yeah, maybe, maybe I guess, but of course, it's if...
11: better to err on the side of caution, then right.
1: It seems, yeah. So they waited until it was out over open water and then shot it down. And uh, I okay. guess, I guess it only landed in like forty-five feet of water, so they were able to retrieve it pretty easily, or what was yeah. left of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was yeah. that was
11: pretty good. It was a pretty pretty well orchestrated effort, I would say.
1: All right, Bob. Um, yeah. Yeah.
11: Well, so anyway, uh, thought, though, uh, that... we, we, we've got a we've got a we've got to really pay attention to. Uh, What's going on with China? Because they are taking over the United States of America, and that's not good.
1: We you need really, to do something. You really think? I mean, we still have the yep. strongest economy. We uh, basically they rely on us for their economic survival. I, I we think...
11: owe them. We owe them billions of dollars, Joe. They are oh, sure. We well, are in their pocket. They own us.
1: What? Yeah, but but uh, like I've said before,
11: we need to get manufacturing back to the United States of America.
1: Okay. Well, I, I, we can, I mean, it would take a shift in our economy though. When you think about it, we're at what? 3.4% unemployment in the, in this nation. So if we're going to bring back,
11: nobody, nobody wants to work because Biden's been giving them money for sitting home.
1: Okay. Well, it's I mean, this is uh, do you think just over the last couple of years? I mean, I mean, we we you have to think if every if if all but 3.4% of the of the able-bodied workforce is, is employed, where are all the manufacturing workers going to come from? I don't know. I think it's something we have to take into uh, consideration. But
11: well, there's 3 million illegal aliens in the country right now that are sitting in hotels all across the country, five-star hotels. Maybe they should get a job.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. Okay. All right. I, I hear you, Bob. But thanks for your thoughts. And uh, this is kind of scary that uh, you know that could float a balloon over full of uh, COVID or something, something worse. But uh, but let's go to Jack and Everett. Hey, Jack. Hey, how you doing? Doing okay. I'd like to take this opportunity to publicly apologize for
12: calling Jim a communist. Okay. Jim's a socialist. And now with regards to his comment on what he calls it, the China, I think the rest of the world called it the Vietnam conflict. That thing was started by a socialist nation in France and then continued by a Democrat president, Kennedy and another Democrat president Johnson for the next 10 years. And he said he leans Democrat. So Uh, You know, I fail to see the linear logic of his linear uh, argument on the thing. I think we should be a free society. We already have regulations. We just need prosecuted attorneys, attorney generals, and that kind of stuff, and the court system to do their job.
1: Yeah, well, I would agree with that. Okay. All right, Jack. Thank you. Thanks for your call. And I, I guess I would say as far as um you know our, our interven interventionist uh uh military history, it's not a, a one party thing. I mean, really that that began uh this idea that we should be intervening in these countries uh that were leading or we believe we're headed toward uh a, a communist state or an alliance with the Soviet Union at the time, that really began in the in the late 40s and more during the 50s during uh, the Eisenhower administration. When that, if you read the history of what the the mindset was of uh, those in in power at the time, was that not that we'd always intervene militarily, but that we had to work to nip these um, these uh, political movements in the butt in the bud if they were. Uh, we thought they were tending to align with the uh, Soviet Union. So this was, and obviously Vietnam was uh, a big extension of that. Let's, um, let's see, we got to uh,
13: take a break
1: and we can go for another couple of minutes. Let's go to Ken and Linden. Hi, Ken.
13: Hey, how's it going?
1: I'm doing well. What's, what are, what are your thoughts here today?
13: Um, I just uh, was, going on the racism thing that was brought up earlier. Uh, I found out about, oh, 20 years ago at work, uh, I had a friend of mine that I worked with and he grew up in Hawaii and and he when he found out I was Portuguese, he goes, yeah, there was a lot of Portuguese that were brought to Hawaii as slaves. To work in the fields, really, but you never hear you never hear about that. Hmm. And there's a huge population in Hawaii of Portuguese people that live there, and the Portuguese uh, traditions and stuff like that. And it's not like we're looking for reparations or anything like that but uh it was kind of insulting at first when he when he told me about that
1: that uh, how was it insulting i guess
13: um that kind of insulted me that that i was a
1: I mean that, and I don't know that history. I, I, you know, just admit my ignorance completely in that. I, I haven't heard of that, and it's, it seems kind of counterintuitive because Portugal was, uh, was a, a quite a prolific slave trading nation. Uh, I'm talking about African slaves being brought here to the United to the United States, what would eventually become the United States, but. Uh, Sure, uh, but and they, but then um, Spain, uh, well, and uh, Britain, and uh, I, Britain and Spain, I believe, then really took the reins of that and uh, and controlled much of that slave trade. Then later, but uh, I guess Portugal was the was initially the uh, the primary slave trade and trading nation, but uh, and. During those, mm-hmm. those early days of the slave trade here into the what was then the New World, but um, huh, interesting. I mean, yeah. I wonder. But it's, it, yeah, I would. It's I mean, for was it was it um, European companies that would bring people to the Hawaiian Islands to correct, huh?
13: Correct, and it was basically for the pineapples and uh, the sugar cane fields. Uh huh. In, in the Hawaiian Islands. And there's still a huge uh, presence of Portuguese in Hawaii. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and I just thought I'd throw that in.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate your call. Yeah. That's interesting information. I mean, that's what I really appreciate about our listeners is just uh, uh, their diverse background and, and uh, experience and And knowledge that uh, about so many of these things about our world. We bring to light or we'll do our best to here on KGMI Connects. We'll be back in just a moment. Hope to hear from you. 360 676 5464. The Big Seattle
0: Boat Show. It's the West Coast's largest display of boats, gear, and accessories. Presented by Union Marine and Port of Seattle February 3rd through the 11th. Indoors at Lumenfield Event Center and afloat at Bell Harbor Marina. Featuring fun family activities and attractions and dozens of free fishing, boating, and sailing seminars. The Boat Show, the Boat
5: Show, the Big Seattle Boat
0: Show. Get off road. On the water and into the Big Seattle Boat Show. For tickets, promotions, and parking information, visit seattleboatshow.com.
14: living room is looking pretty good but there's something missing in that corner it's time for a trip to wilson's wilson's furniture will have dozens of great looking accent chairs to choose from and one is bound to be perfect for your room and right now with winter sale pricing that chair will look even better wilson's furniture in ferndale Start off the new year with the resolution to get a better night's sleep. And Wilson's Furniture has one of the largest selections of mattresses in the Northwest. Memory foam, pillow top, inner spring, and adjustable in a wide range of firmness levels that guarantee you'll find the perfect mattress for you. All at winter sale pricing. Wilson's open seven days a week. Family room, living room, bedroom, or kitchen. If one or more of the rooms in your house needs a new look, then look to Wilson's Furniture to help you out. And with winter sale pricing, Wilson's will help you get the look for. Any room, just the way you want it, and at a price that will make you happy. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale.
0: Hi, this is Gordon Deal. Join me weekdays for this morning America's first news. Hear the stories you'll be talking about and searching for all day, as we go beyond the headlines and above the chatter with your first look at breaking news, money, Washington politics, technology, entertainment, entrepreneurship, and sports. Join us weekdays for This Morning, America's First News. From 3 to 6 a.m., right before the KGMI Morning News with Deanna Herald.
1: gets a more news morning on KGMI.
0: We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Good
1: to have you with us here on this kind of a little bit of dreary Monday afternoon, but it's bright here on the radio. <laughs> And we don't want to hear from you. Well, John and Blaine joins us. Hi, John.
5: Hey, Joe. Um, on that balloon, Uh huh. it should have been shot down before it ever got over Alaska or before it left um, the Alaskan territory. It should have been shot down anywhere in the United States. Just warn the people it was coming down. They got all the stinking information they want, and they, they're making a bunch of donkeys out of it. Joe, they're making donkeys out of it.
1: They're making what out of us?
5: Jack asses.
1: Okay, okay.
5: Yeah, it's all right. It's not your fault. Okay. <laughs> and, and they are. You know, they're, they're absolutely just rubbing it in our nose. I'm sorry, but we got the most inept president I've ever seen in my life. Okay. All right, but anyhow, um, on the slave thing, which I think is more important. There were slaves, unfortunately, from the beginning of whenever one dude could beat up another dude and, and make them work. Doesn't matter what color you are. Doesn't matter whether it's a bunch of black people, a bunch of white people. There were white slaves. There were white slaves in Africa. White people that were taken to Africa. It was the black people in Africa that captured black people in Africa and sold them to the white people all over the world. Okay, Portuguese. I'm sorry. White people. I'm sorry. It's over with. Okay. Let. I have never seen so much racism in this country in my lifetime, except for during during the. the the time when Martin Luther King and all that stuff. There was a, an Oriental lady that came on and said that if you're going to bring your white friend to a group of friends, you better ask your group of friends first to find out if it's okay to bring the white person. That's racism. And that's all I ever hear about how racist I am, not because I'm racist, but because I'm white. That makes me racist. I don't know I'm racist, but I'm racist. I've, it's, I've had it, you know. I've had it. I've had it. I've had it. I've had it okay. Why can't we get off this racism stuff? Every time that somebody looks at a black person wrong, it's racism. The What was his name? The the um, senator or whatever there in Oregon was, was complaining that just maybe he's getting pulled over all the time. Well, maybe because I'm black. It wasn't the fact that, one, he was speeding, and this is fact. Two, he was doing a Zoom meeting on his, in his car while he was speeding down the road with his con- control uh, Food control said it.
1: I, I know you didn't have anything to do with slavery, and I, 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 okay, I'll, I'll accept that. And I, I heard uh, Lars Larson talking about the uh, the lawmaker down there in Oregon today, and I, I I understand and how Lars and I don't know the whole story. I just know what Lars was presenting. Sure. The the guy, though, did say, and he didn't lie about how he was treated. I'm talking about the lawmaker. Didn't lie about how he was treated. Didn't claim that he was mistreated or abused by the officers. Said that um, he felt that maybe he was pulled over because of his race, and that's debatable. But then he also said that he's been pulled over 40 or 50 times. I think about how many times I've been pulled over in my lifetime. It hasn't been anywhere. <laughs> It hasn't been i i think maybe three or four times maybe I don't know i just just off the top of my head i mean i think you know, I, everybody has different experiences and it, it depends certainly on where you live and um and the the police department that is involved but i I don't think it can be denied denied though if you'll just look at the numbers that that uh there's uh there there's a imbalance in how races people of different races are treated by our our criminal justice system but um and and i think that's worthy of discussion i and but just because we discuss it doesn't mean that we're saying that you as a white person are a racist or that all white people are racist i think that's something we have to remember have you
5: ever listened to these guys well s-
1: some if some say they're they're that black. then they're they're wrong. They're, they're wrong individuals. But that does not mean that the whole idea of examining the issue and how how slavery and how then the black Americans were treated in post slavery and in a segregated country and uh and, and since then how they've had to I mean there was pretty pretty brutal fight to bring about just just the the acknowledgment acknowledgment that black americans are equal to white americans and it was it was 50 60 years ago but that's uh, you know not that long of a period but yeah. Well, yeah,
5: this is true but it, it seems like every time i turn around it's a black person that, that's complaining about how racist white people are so if you're calling me racist because i'm white then you're racist because i'm not i'm or then i'm not ra- and i'm not racist that makes you a racist
1: well, I would agree. Just to label someone a racist because they're of their race, that is that is is it's racist. Racism. I mean, it's it's it is it's uh it's pointing you know claiming someone is flawed because of their race and that that is just as wrong as any other type of you know racist expression, but all right, John. Thank you. Thanks for your call. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more in just a moment here on KGMI Connects. We'll have time to take your call and your opinion, 360-676-5464.
4: Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, senior agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future.
10: When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. In the shop, It makes me
9: sad. It makes me uncomfortable to have to say, yeah, well, it is a nice car. Love the color of the paint. You know, the seats feel great.
0: <laughs> Kirk from Angler, Brian from Dr. Johns, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Eating 10,000 bucks worth of repairs. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Hey. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Appreciate
1: being with us here on this Monday afternoon. And I think when we're talking about discussing racism, teaching about racism and the history of racism in our country and the history of slavery, just talking about these things is not calling white people racist. If someone is doing that, as I said with our caller, our previous caller John, then that that in itself is wrong. We're talking about systemic. If it's a systemic racism, that's a system that has historically treated people of a certain race or or uh, uh, differently, and. Uh, and uh, as as less of a deserving of the full benefits of society. And um, I think uh, discussing that and analyzing it, seeing where things are today, there, that's, there's nothing racist about that. But um, those are my thoughts. And uh, that our program's not just about what I think. It's about what you think. Uh, but um, you know, I, speaking of <laughs> that issue came up uh, on uh, – uh, Lars Larson's program. I also heard Lars talking about um, employees that have been let go, public employees let go because they uh, did not uh, agree to get the uh, COVID vaccine. And uh patchwork of, of uh, governments around the country have maintained that uh, requirement. Some have let it go. And now there's the issue of uh, people saying, well, those who were let go should just be hired back. Well, they should apply, I would say. But you know, things change, rules change, and um, many states, ours included, now say marijuana use is legal. And there are many, you know, companies that, for years, uh, and even government agencies that would test for marijuana use. If you had were found to have used marijuana, nope, you're you're, you're not qualified for this job. Either you uh, will not be hired for this job or you're going to be fired from your job. But now that laws have changed, there are many entities and companies and others that have changed their policies and they're not testing for marijuana any longer because people are using it legally. So then should everybody who was let go or denied a position because of marijuana use, should they be hired back because the law changed? I'm just throwing it out there. I think these are things that we need to consider when we're making these broad statements about uh, ignoring the orders of, uh, of an employer and saying, I won't do what you want me to do. So then they're fired, and then they all of a sudden say, wait, uh, now you're letting people that do what I did work for you. Well, <laughs> the rules changed. It happens. Just a couple of thoughts as we wrap up here on this Monday. Hope you have a great rest of your Monday. And um, if you're headed up in the high country. We're going to get some snow over the next couple of days. A lot of it, up to a f- couple of feet here up around Mount Baker. So be prepared for that, and hope you have a great evening. We'll be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, KGMI Connects.